Hi there, thanks for listening to Coaches on a Mission. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and this episode dives into one of my favorite things to teach about, which is launching a course. Now, this might surprise you because we don't talk about course launching very often on this show, but launching is actually one of my superpowers. But there is a good reason why this show doesn't overemphasize course launches, and that's because too many experts in the online space tout the myth that anybody can just use your life experience to create a course and once you do it'll somehow miraculously just sell and voila you've got a six seven even an eight figure business on your hands now there are a lot of steps that must happen in order for your business to reap the benefits of a scaled offering such as a course which is why inside the hive we practice the ripple effect system but Believe me when I tell you that a successful course launch is indeed in your future. And that is where today's guest, Elizabeth Ruth, has found herself. Now, Elizabeth came into our conversation with a lot of doubts and some very specific questions she needed to address in order to give herself permission to finally launch her course. Elizabeth is the proud owner of ER Marketing Services. Her team helps entrepreneurs implement the systems they need to basically knock their marketing out of the park. Now, she's got this proven process that can easily become a course, and our goal during the episode was to turn her course into a reality, or at least get her started actively walking down that path. So if you want to design and launch a course the right way, please grab a pen and paper because you'll want to take a bunch of notes. And now let's talk courses, shall we? Hello, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm excited to talk course creation with you today. Me too. Thanks for having me, Dallas. <laughs> of course. So you've been a Hive member now for about a year and a half, going on two years. How has it been going for you? I have loved every moment of it. When I first joined, it was August 2020, so well into COVID, but we still didn't know what was happening. And at that point, I didn't have a business. And within watching the first module or two of the course, I saw success within that first quarter that, mm -hmm. that I implemented it. And I haven't looked back. My business is bigger than I thought that it would ever be. I'm one of those people, I follow the course in order. I listen to instructions. I just want someone to tell me what to do. And I followed it in order and yeah. it has paid off. So I love it. I love everything that you've shared with us. <laughs> Kylie and I joke because you're kind of the poster child for the ripple effect <laughs> system, which is the philosophy behind how the hive is organized. Because you just like, you log in, you watch video one, you do the actions, you move on when you're ready, you do the next yes. thing. And yes, yeah, so it's really fun to watch how, tell me if this has been your experience, how quickly one can move when you focus on, I'm using air quotes, but focus on moving slowly, right? Doing yes. one thing at a time and doing them in order. Yes. I love your bullseye approach where you just focus on one layer at a time, one module at a time, you make it happen, you start to see results. Because truly, if I, if I had watched all of any model, 
and module rather, and I tried to implement all of it at once, I wouldn't have any previous experience to build on, to learn what to tweak, to customize, what works, what doesn't. And your data over drama, I say that so many times to people. We're not going to remember what we did. We're going to actually use facts and figures to see what it actually was. Because my memory, I was thinking things were fine. And now that I have a team, which I can't believe I have a team of five right now. I'm looking to hire another one as well. And if I didn't have those tracking systems as well, how would I even know what they're doing? Or... If our activities, some things we've completely revamped because it wasn't working, or I've recognized that my team member was not in the right role. Yeah. Because of that data. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. So speaking of the ripple effect system, your business is now, and we'll fill everyone in on your business in a moment, but you are now at the place where the logical perhaps next step mm-hmm. is scaling with a course, especially if we follow the Hive system and you've got some questions around that. So we're going to address all of your questions around course building. But first, can you just fill our listeners in on what it is you do and how you currently work with clients? Yes. I own a marketing agency and we specialize in designing marketing strategies and working smarter, not harder. We take one blog post that becomes your social media post. It becomes your emails and newsletters. We use an interview style approach so that your passion and your knowledge is still coming forward in your work in how we market and express your business. But what's really important is drawing out that expertise and those stories that are unique to you. That's how you're not a stock photo account. It's unique to the client. Also, it reduces the amount of time investment. They're still involved. The client is still involved in the process and they understand it, but they don't have to think of it and they don't have to carve out five hours a week to do their social media. Right. So if I'm a client and let me just make sure I understand right now, your business model is as a one-on-one service provider. So you, you and your team, you have many accounts and what you do, if I was a client is we would meet, I would get to talk about my stance and my processes. You capture that information and then turn it into social content. Exactly. And from what you tell me based on your products or services, we would create almost business pillars. So, oh, yeah. you coach artists. Okay, mm-hmm. how do you do that? Oh, you help them with social media. Great, that's a pillar that we're going to want to dissect in different angles if you um, help them with their artist statement and bio. So we come up with different segments of your process mm-hmm. or your client pathway in your terms, Dallas, yeah. and we figure out we need to give snippets of this so that potential clients or even existing clients can get excited about where you can take them. Love it. Love it. So your clients are never left staring at a blank screen or wrestling with Canva templates in perpetuity. Yes. 100%. I think you just got seven more clients, Elizabeth. (laughs) People listening to this because it's such a headache for so many business owners. All right. So The next logical step, and for our listeners, I'm using giant air quotes here because just because I say this is the process and when you get to the place, Elizabeth, that you are at, now it's time to scale with a course. It doesn't mean it has to be the truth for you. So that's one of the things we're going to explore. But 
the next logical step would be scaling in some way. And I know you've got some questions around that. So I'm going to let you lead with some questions and let's just set the clear intention that at the end of our conversation, you're going to feel really good about the decision you make around the next step, whether that's a course or not, and clear about how you're going to make the course happen if that's the choice and what format the program should take. Okay. So I will identify the problem, the nice to have problem that I'm not complaining about, but right now there are only so many hours in a day. Not only am I managing a team, I am having one-on-one interviews with clients and I feel I'm at capacity Mm -hmm. for my time and I want to help more people effectively still honoring my time that, you know, I I like to sleep and eat and work out and things like that. (laughs) So with keeping my beloved one-on-one clients, how can I, does it make sense for me to start groups and or a course? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because with my goal of I want to help people, that's my ultimate goal. And my problem of I'm running out of time to maximize the impact I may have. What makes sense for me to look at next and in what order? Yep. Okay. I'm glad you made this clear distinction about what your goal is. Because if the goal, and there's nothing wrong with this being the goal. If it was, I want to make more money, that's great. We should all make more money, right? Our decision might be really different. But Mm -hmm. this is more for our listeners than for you, Elizabeth. The day will likely come if you are a values-driven coach or service provider where the solution to just raise your rates, it starts to feel misaligned because of the audience that you want to serve or the way you want to run your business. So that's beside the point because for you, you're asking yourself, how can I help more people? And so that means we've got to scale this in some way, shape, or form. Tell me this. Because as you described the way you work with clients, my understanding of the biggest value your clients may perceive is utilizing your frameworks and expertise and being really guided through the process instead of being given some sort of infographic or instructions or course, right? And Mm -hmm. left completely on their own to create the content. Is that the biggest benefit of the way you're currently working with clients? Yes. I have been called a systems genius by several of my clients. And yeah, that is one of the biggest benefits is you just have to show up and tell your story, but I have all the systems in place to make it happen. I mean, I could do a month's worth of social media in up to an hour time commitment from our clients because I know the questions to ask. I have the follow-up processes with the team behind the scenes. So that is a really big, something that attracts clients. Yeah. Yeah. I can completely see that. I'm getting ahead of us here, but the question I want us to look at is how do we then put that in a box (laughs) so that someone other than you, Mm -hmm. right? So that the system can work without your creative intelligence being involved. But before we get to that question, the first question we have to ask is, What's the promise that you want to deliver in a scaled program? I 
believe the promise that I want to deliver is that I can meet people where they are at based on their time availability and their financial position because some of my clients, and this is where I was initially thinking I could meet people where they're at when they are coming to a course, they are at a phase where they're considering having a business or they've just opened their doors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I thought a group would really meet people who are still at the beginning or the growth phase of their business. They have some systems in place, but again, they have more time than money. Yeah. So they could take on a little bit more, but they need guidance. They need a little bit more than just a course, do it on their own. They would like some accountability. And then the one-on-one people have their systems in place. They understand their business pillars. They know exactly what message they're trying to get across. And then that would be, you know, a full service because they just don't have the time, but because they have clients and a healthy income, they are able to fully outsource that. Yes. Okay. So this is a really great distinction and everything you shared is important and clear. Everything you shared describes how you will deliver the promise, not the Mm -hmm. promise itself. So the promise is what is the outcome? When I sign up for this program, I'm signing up for this program, not because I want accountability and systems and processes or because I'm financially limited. It's for the outcome the program will deliver. Uh-huh. So what's the, the outcome yes. you want to deliver? The outcome, whether whichever level they choose to work with me, is they will become more empowered and knowledgeable in how to market their business effectively and maximize their efforts. Take one piece, wherever that may be. Maybe you're starting from a blog post. Maybe you're starting from an email and push Mm -hmm. it out everywhere so that you're working smart. Okay, great. And marketing efforts, that's still not the outcome. I love that we're having this conversation. (laughs) We're getting close, right? The outcome is implied. Right, mm-hmm. but I don't want marketing effort. Yes. I actually, I, you want I don't business. want to repurpose. Right, <laughs> that is a yeah. like a means to an end. So, what is the end That's a how. here? The end is you want more sales or clients. More sales, great. You want more money brought in, and I think yes, you're right. You do that by <laughs> the yes. how is sharing about your business. Yeah. Great. So for everybody listening, and I've done it too, I'm willing to bet that the outcome we think we deliver is not exactly the outcome we deliver. So like, ask that question further. So I just wrote down the promise of this program, but whether it's working with you privately or the program is the same, it's more sales, less stress. Yes. Okay, great. That could be the name of your course, by the way. Look it up. See if it's available. Okay. <laughs> I love it when that happens. Okay. So the first question you asked was like, is this right for my business? And just hearing you talk about it, it feels very values aligned. And if we can find a way to deliver this a similar level of results in a scaled platform, that it yes. sounds like a no-brainer. Do you agree? I feel that it's right, but I just needed to talk it out loud with someone to see now, how do I deliver that? (laughs) Yep. Great. All right. So for the rest of this conversation, let's assume that the right next step is 
a scaled program or a course in some way. Yes. Okay. Okay. So the next question you asked was, how do I deliver that? What, if any, considerations have you given this thus far? I just kind of want to get a sense for what you're thinking about. And then let's see if we can narrow that down. <laughs> a lot. I already have it planned. <laughs> I already good. have all the modules. Like I could record it in a weekend. I have shower planned it. You know, when you're in the shower, like, mm-hmm. oh, that's what this module would be. That's what this group would be. But I don't know why I'm so hesitant. I just, I think because as you like to say, I'm in shoes that are a little bit too big and I'm trying to get comfortable with the idea as I grow into this new area. I know how to do one-on-one clients. I know that my processes are tried and true. I don't know the group. I don't know the course. I've never done it before. So I'm kind of scared, excited and scared, but I have it planned. If someone just says, yep, you should do it. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so this is about moving into the unknown and the fear that comes yes. from growing. So the part of you that's nervous, if that part of you could talk right now mm-hmm. and share like what those fears are, what would that part have to say? I am the type of person that I'm slow to make decisions because I think about all the possibilities, the good, the bad, how it could come out. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm certain that, okay, I have a plan in place, I know the potential pitfalls, I know the potential benefits, my pros are bigger than my cons, now I'm emotionally invested as well. And then I can, I don't know, it's almost like a permission thing, like you just need to consider options and then I can go forward. Okay. Would it be helpful if we considered some options now? Sure. Okay. So let's make your pro-con list. Okay. Tell me the reasons not to scale. I'm pretty new to having a team. And I just recently increased it from two to five. So I'm still testing workflows. I'm still getting confident with not being a solopreneur mindset of where I do everything because that's where I was. And it is slow to get comfortable with giving your baby away, right? Like it's been my baby for a couple of years and I know it intimately. So my big question mark has been, why do I want to scale? Mm -hmm. And then I think I identified it and that's, I was able to express well, because when I help people that lights me up. So that is how I've gotten comfortable even considering groups. And of course, when we first started the hive a year and a half ago, I was like, I'm never doing a course. So to even be here, I've grown so much with my mindset, my entrepreneur mindset. This consideration, the the negative of this is you'll have to let go of some of the work you're doing with private clients. Like you'll have to delegate more of your private client work. Is that the way we would articulate that? Yes. And that is in the pro or the con list, by the way, like that. Good. I love my one-on-one work. However, I don't want to grow so big that I'm detached from Mm -hmm. the business. That is fear because I I get lit up when I work with my clients. I'm very big on TikTok and reels. I do videos. I am the face of the business and I feel Mm -hmm. to keep true to being the face of the business, I still need to be accessible to my clients. 
I have flirted with the idea of having someone else, you know, maybe I still am the person they meet with, you know, hello, nice to meet you. And then I make almost like a matchmaker say, you know, this account manager would be the perfect person. I don't know that that feels right to me though. That's why I thought, of course, I could still be there, but I don't need to teach everything from scratch, but I'm still the face of the business. This is what I'm grappling with. How much do I want to give away? I'm really comfortable giving away some of the administrative tasks, the behind the scenes, but the front side of the business I'm questioning. So why do I want that? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So there's two things I'm hearing. One is being the face of the business on the marketing side. And then there's also being the the point person or the face yes. of the business with your clients. Yes, good if distinction. If your system, if the way you serve clients depends on you being there, you're not serving clients as profoundly as you could be. Here's what I mean. Okay, the, I'm considering. I know, right? Back in my former life, coaching actors. I had this great little program. It was an eight-week life-changing course, really. And I taught it to 16 actors at a time. The reason for that was the room we taught in could fit 16 chairs. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it was very intimate. It was really special, this experience for folks. When my book was published, there just got to be more demand than a room of 16 people could hold. There were actors all over the country, all over the world who wanted to work with me. And so it became clear that I had to get over myself if I was really going to help more people. I Mm -hmm. had this unconscious belief that people would not benefit if I wasn't there in the room with them. So when we first took this same program online, it is back in the day before Zoom. So we were on a conference call, like press pound six to unmute yourself. <laughs> and, sort of, and when we took it online that first time I taught it, here's what I saw. Oh, a higher percent because people come into the program and they set a very specific eight-week goal, right? And there's all this like personal development work we do and actions we take to accomplish that goal. A higher percentage of students accomplished their goal when I was less involved. They felt closer together. All the things I thought would go away, the opposite ended up being the case because the system was what helped them, not me. Granted, yes, I can answer their questions and yes, I'm a great coach and I'm a good, like all of those elements are great, but the thing that worked for them was the system, not the person. And if what, this is for everybody. If you really want to scale, you have to let go of the romantic belief that you are the big deal <laughs> and instead build out a system that is strong enough to work without you. And Elizabeth, I think you've already done that. Yes. Yes. I think I have. But again, because I've gone from two to five team members, I still need confidence in the system and to test it. That's why I thought if I reduced my one-on-ones and maybe went into groups, Mm -hmm. I'm very slow to make changes. I'm the first to admit it. (laughs) 
So I thought maybe that would be one way of removing me a little bit. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting because we're, we don't even need to make a pro con list. Like you and I both okay. know this course is coming. Yeah. Like we keep, yeah, we is. start inching our way there and then we start stepping our way there. So yes. we don't need a pro con list. I think what it, we need to figure out what are the milestones or what are the yeah. layers to get you to the place where you are comfortable letting go where you need to so that you can step into this more scaled offering. Does that sound aligned for you? Yes. Okay. It sure does. And because I like to test things, that's where the question of the groups comes in because I was mm-hmm. going to have essentially a group per module that I would support and then I can test it along the way. Yeah. So many questions. Okay. <laughs> As I said, I have so, I have the course planned out. So I don't know how much you want me to go into that. You uh, tell great. me what you need to know. So let's timeline this out. Yeah. And then inside of the hive, the approach I recommend with a course, it's like the 3X course strategy. We deliver it three times as Mm -hmm. a group before it's actually a course. So I'm totally Mm -hmm. supportive of beta testing and growth. Like maybe the first time you teach it, it's with a group of 12. And then when it's proven to work with 12, you're comfortable letting 24 people in. Like all of that can be tested in real time instead of worked Mm -hmm. out in your head or on your laptop. Okay. So let's make a list first of the milestones and we don't have to do it in order. What are the things that need to happen in order for you to feel confident and have the bandwidth to begin rolling out the beta version of this program? Wouldn't it be great if you could just build your business focusing on your strengths? I see too many coaches struggling to fit into a certain mold and they ignore the easy path. So let's put an end to that. What I want you to do is go to dallastravers.com slash quiz. I've put together a 45 second superpower quiz designed to reveal two things. Number one, The very next step in your business, whether that's list building, client attraction, or scaling with a course. And number two, the natural strength you possess to help you accomplish that task. When you get your results, you'll also get a custom built toolkit with actionable items you can put in place right away to finally make this growth path simpler because you're doing what you do best. So the link again is dallastravers.com slash quiz go and check it out and then let me know on instagram how you scored the first thing mm-hmm. i heard was more time getting your new hires familiar with the processes mm-hmm. okay what else my chicken and egg situation right now mm-hmm. is this is where my cycle what paused me mm-hmm. so my client wheel It's a wheel. It's not a pathway because they can come in at any point. We create a marketing strategy. We work on their website. We do their blog posts, their social media, and their emails or newsletters. And my one-on-one clients are doing all these things together. It all works. That's my one-on-one client. I would like to have my groups and modules be... You know, one would be, this is how we do content for your website. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then the next one would be blog posts. 
And the next one would be social media and maximizing our blog post as part of our social media. And same with emails and newsletters so that they will feel by the end of understanding how they all work together, they will be able to you know, take one piece of content and push it out and they'll know how, but they won't be overwhelmed because every step has been folded in mm-hmm. and just, you know, because once you have a strategy, it doesn't matter if it's a blog post or an email. Yeah. It, that's still your strategy. Yeah. My thought was to help me, and this is very good for me to <laughs> work this out. I would yeah. like to have a group associated with each module. Perhaps I start with a blog post group. Maybe it's a membership. I don't know what that looks like, but every month you're going to have to write blog posts. So perhaps the first week we talk about your strategy. What is your plan? How often? What are you going to post? The next time we meet would be, let's actually write it. How do you write a blog post? The next Mm -hmm. one would be, I don't know, scheduling. I'm not sure. I haven't worked out those details, but I was thinking, and then I can see what questions come up most commonly in the group. So I kind of have a rough outline of the course, but based on the questions and the direction that the group takes me, that's ultimately what the course would answer. Yeah. So this is exactly the 3X course strategy. What you articulated is exactly how I recommend developing your course. So we're on the same page there. Perfect. I am wondering here, when I ask you questions about what do you need to let go of, what needs to actually happen for you to deliver this course, you change the subject. And I don't think you're doing it consciously. I don't think I am either. Let's come back to this question because that's where you're blocked. You don't have enough time to deliver this course. And instead of solving the problem of time, you're solving the problem of what's the course going to look like. If I said to you, you got it. <laughs> the course starts on Monday, you would be able to deliver it like a rock star. Yeah. I've thought it Except all out. <laughs> you don't have enough time. So let's really focus on solving okay. the right problem. Okay. Here. What changes or milestones need to be hit in order for you to have the bandwidth and the confidence to focus on the course? Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. I knew I had the block, but I didn't know I had the block. You, you yeah, said totally. It, I, yeah. I need a plan. Well, I follow the course in order, right? You yeah. laid out the plan. I followed it. So I think what my confusion is, do I watch the modules and learn how to run a group or do I watch the course? And I don't know what's in the course module because I haven't mm-hmm. done it. Or is that going to answer it in order? And then again, I can layer it out. Yay, you told me to do groups first. So I'm going to do groups first. Then you told me to do this yeah. because then it doesn't become a fight with time. Uh-huh. I'm very good. Like Sundays, I plan my whole no week way. out. I block out time for learning. I'm really organized that way. But right now, I am lost in I don't know what priority to do things in. So yeah. therefore, I haven't carved out the time because I'm confused. And how much time does it take? And what am I doing during that time? Got it. Oh, this is so great. Okay, let's create the plan. <laughs> Okay. A lot of what we cover here loosely today, you will find reinforced inside of the course catapult module. So maybe part of that plan is dedicating some time to cruise through that training. That is not the end of the episode. Let's Mm -hmm. flesh this out a little bit more for you. Okay. Yes. Okay. 
So the first part of this plan from where I stand is identifying, honestly, it's setting the date for when the course begins. That makes it real. Yes. And I set it for March break of this year, but it didn't happen because I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't have a plan. So, but now I feel if we have a plan, I'd love to do it. What do you recommend? 90 days, I think is your, mm-hmm. yes. uh, I need to buffer that because I have a steeper learning curve. I'd like to make an extra month. So four months. Okay, great. Great. So we are record. this episode will air later, but it's the end of May today when we are recording. So that's June, July, August. Great. So we're going to have a September launch. Is that a good time to launch? Great time to launch. Okay. Okay. So now we've got a date. Now there's immediately some boundaries here, right? Some urgency, some focus. Yes. The next step, and we did it. The next step is to clarify the promise of this program. What is the point? What are people investing in? And so for our purposes today, the promise Mm -hmm. is, I wrote it down, more sales, less stress. Yes. Right. Okay. The third step then (laughs) is to just outline very loosely, take your shower thoughts and put them in a Google doc. You've done it already, right? I'm going to teach you about strategy, website, blog, social, and emails. That's the framework. Now we verify. So step four, we're going to verify your promise and your framework by hosting some spark interviews. Okay. Just again, talking to your target audience, perhaps, and ideally it's people who you've had sales conversations with who didn't hire you because Mm -hmm. they couldn't afford it, but boy, they would be dream clients and could really benefit. Could you circle back to them and get their feedback on whether this would be a hell yes for them or not? And I can already answer that. It is a yes, because I've had people begging me to make the course because I talk (laughs) about it so much because it's all planned in my head. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Great. So yeah, I do a lot of workshops for uh, clients and I ask them questions in those calls. So it has been validated for sure. Okay, great. So just for the record, we're on step five and you've already done the first four steps. Okay, that's exciting. (laughs) So step five, we begin to develop the course curriculum, which you've already been doing in your mind. What I strongly recommend the first time you deliver this program. Oh, let me back it up for a second. Mm -hmm. In the verify piece, we also ask questions, Elizabeth, about format, price point, sort of, but not really, because people will always tell you they want it to be $20, right? But we take the temperature there find out like how people would prefer outside of getting it privately prefer to Mm -hmm. receive this information because that then informs the next step, which is to develop the program. Now this is really important and this is going to be the permission slip. I think you have been looking for what I strongly recommend the first time you deliver a course is that there are no bells and whistles. Do not waste time making PDFs and your pretty workshop slides and shooting final versions of videos. You mentioned this earlier. There will be questions that come up when you deliver this that you didn't think of and need to belong in the program. Mm -hmm. The first time we deliver it, it's very high touch, extremely low tech. Okay. So what that might mean is 
I'm developing the course. I already know we're going to talk about websites, blogs, socials, and emails. I will create a syllabus or a class outline for each one of these modules. Mm -hmm. The class is going to be, I'm making up times here, but Tuesdays we meet and I teach the content. Thursdays we meet for Q&A. The next week, Tuesday we meet, I teach the next thing. Thursdays we meet for Q&A. So you're essentially getting paid to co-create the final perfect version of your program. This is my light bulb moment. Thank you. That's the how, the how. And this would essentially be the groups, correct? Yep. Mm -hmm. That would be a group. They're paying for it. They get a beta price, I guess, because they're coming along the ride with me. No? No. Here's why. The program's never going to be better than this first time. You're in it with them. You're there live every step of the way. So one could argue that it should be more expensive than it's ever going to be. I don't necessarily believe in that, but there's, it's never going to be better. So charge what you're going to charge. So I will have to do the previous step and fine tune my pricing before I administer it. Okay, great. So as part of step five, that development phase, we will look at your price point. Great. Right. Okay. See, I'm such a detail oriented person. I'm like, I need this. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So now would you recommend, I mean, I'm calling each of those areas or pillars modules. If I'm just doing the website one, then I just do that on Tuesdays and Thursdays until I am happy with it. I record the module then the next time I would maybe do the blog post. I, how are you seeing this layout? I hear what you're thinking here. And I don't, you're the expert, not me when it comes to your business, but I don't know that I agree with you for okay. a primary reason. If the final version of this program is designed to deliver the same outcome that your private client work does, The same people have to go through all of the modules. So I wouldn't do it. Okay, we're just going to do websites. And then I'm going to set myself up to have to launch again for the blog piece because your perspective is all of these things work together. They are in a wheel. So me as your client, even if I'm a student in the program, I need all of those things. And you will be able to deliver modules that flow together more gracefully, mm-hmm. if the same people are going through the whole thing. Yes, I think I was meaning deliverability. Not okay, tell me more. Because okay, so I see it as a rolling. As you said, I would deliver marketing strategy first. Yep. Figure that out, and these are the same people who are. Com- it's still they're still coming along the ride with me for all okay. of the five areas. Okay, but I would teach fine tune what they need to know for marketing strategy. And then when I feel confident that they have a strategy, I mean, I can spend a weekend recording that module, but planning the next week when we come together, we are evaluating our website content, whether they've written it or not, we're bumping it up and I'm delivering that part of it. I think that's how I was breaking it out in my mind. That's yes. (laughs) We're on the same page there for sure. So I just, for our listeners, a big mistake that coaches make when they design their first course is they decide first, they want to name it before they even know what's inside of it. 
Then they want to figure out what to charge again before they even know what's inside of it. And then they want to know how long should the course be? Those are the last three questions to answer when you're developing a course, not the first three. Now, mm -hmm. this first session may be tricky for you because you're not, what I heard you say is, I don't want to just move on because I said we're spending three weeks on strategy and we've hit our three weeks. So you're going to have to be willing to compromise there a bit because it's hard to sell a program to people if they don't know how long it is. Yes. Right. So when yes. you're in the step five, developing it yes. to the degree that you can take your best estimate as to how yes. long you're going to focus on each piece and maybe what you build in, Elizabeth, I'm making this amount of time up here, but you look at strategy and you're like with private clients, strategy takes twice as long or is really simple. It's the website where people get stuck. So we're going to spend a week on strategy. We're going to spend three weeks on websites and I'm going to mm -hmm. build in an implementation week with no new content in case websites run over. So the way that mm -hmm. you'll create the schedule is to build in buffer time for yourself. Yes. Perfect. Okay. And that's what I was thinking is like, but I don't have the curriculum made up yet. So I don't know what I would be teaching in each of these calls. And I think that would clarify my timeline as well. Yes. Yep. And we figure that out in the development step. Like what are the pieces I'm yep. going to teach? So we have a really clear outline. We're not making slides, everybody. We're no. outlining the program. We're figuring out then given what I'm going to teach you, how long will it take and what is the value? Mm, the takeaway value for the client. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And that informs the price. You know, marketing strategy does not need to take more than a week, really. Like if I'm okay. doing Tuesday and Thursday, it does not need right. to. But right. I'm very conscious of how you uh, express don't over coach or don't over teach because then people are just going to be more yeah. overwhelmed instead of helped. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I will be keeping that in mind in my timeline and my outline too, because I could have a step two more advanced version. Yes. But yeah. I think mine at this point should be high level. Let's just get you running in, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's two months. I don't know. But eight weeks, I think sounds pretty awesome to we don't do know it yet. yourself. Yeah, we don't know yet. Yes, well, it does. And let I'm your saying, outline. If I that. said in a year you would learn this, that's just <laughs> like, yeah, a year. I'll just hire someone. Thanks. But what yeah. I meant is if I had like a fine tuned time, as you're saying, for the promise mm -hmm. and I have it all thought out, I need to make sure that it's excitable uh, to the person too, not too drawn out. Totally. And so what I'm getting from what you shared is. I, Elizabeth, I'm going to aim for designing an eight-week course. It might be 12. It might be mm -hmm, seven, mm -hmm. right? I'm going to right. aim for eight weeks, understanding that we're in an eight-week period of time. How does that impact the promise? It will actually help you yes. avoid over-teaching. Yes, exactly. Uh, got it. Okay, great. So right, I might so have the to test that when I test in the, I think it was step five, the development mode. Mm -hmm. or the spark interviews, like I might have to see what would your expectation be of learning to doing and seeing results? Yes. Yeah. Understanding that people who don't have a clue about what's actually involved. Yes. Extra astronomically absurd <laughs> expectations about how long it should take.
Yes. So, and that so should yes, be part of my purpose too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to hear it, but we have to also understand that they're not the informed experts on this. Okay, yes. so okay. next like step, step six is to schedule it, right? Which we talked about, like how long is this going to take and what really is the framework? And then step seven, you launch. And you launch messy, okay. right? I still and have all... questions on scheduling. Okay. So do I like, this is how detailed I need to be so I don't feel overwhelmed. Do I put it on my schedule at like 10 a.m. Tuesday, 10 a.m. Thursday when I'm at this point and start filling it? Because that is what I need to do to launch, right? I have to sell a time. Yeah. Actually, here's how I do it. Mm -hmm. I set the date. If I don't set the date, I'm going to work on something for 17 years. If I do set the date, I will meet my deadline. Exactly. The next thing I actually do, because I plan ahead in every aspect of my life, is I schedule the calls. So it's actually the second step that I do. And then step six, the schedule it step you may refine, but put it on your calendar now so that it owns real estate, right? And so Mm -hmm. it just makes it more real. Yeah. It sure does. And yes. So in answer to your question, yes, you would block off 10 to 12 on Tuesdays and block mm-hmm. off Thursdays from mm-hmm. two to four or however you want to iron that out. Pro tip, okay. if the promise is that the calls are two hours, schedule them to be two hours and 45 minutes on your calendar. Mm-hmm. Just so mm-hmm. you have decompression time, time to eat, but also every once in a while, what I notice in the hive is sometimes the meatiest questions that get asked, get asked towards the end of the call because the person needed that long to work up the courage to raise their hand. So I build in some buffer to really serve those people who are slower to warm in a group environment. Good tip. That is a good tip. Great. And then step seven, did you have any other questions around the scheduling piece before we wrap up here? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so okay. again, so I'm blocking this out in September when I'm planning to yes. launch. Yeah. But okay. Am I launching the course in September though? And I'm already having tested it from the groups leading up to it. You're testing it. This launch is for the groups. The launch the, is for the groups. Yeah. And the group Thank for you. all intents and purposes, it's the first version of your course. The content is the same. You're just delivering it live. Oh, okay, that makes so much sense now. Did yeah. everyone hear my light bulb go off? <laughs> <laughs> Make sure, and maybe okay. do it this weekend. Go into Course Catapult and watch yes. the three yes. strategy training because it will lock in everything we're talking about here today. Wonderful. Okay, I was thinking, this is also what stopped me before. I was thinking, so I have to have the groups to test the course so that I can launch it, but I also have to watch the module to understand all the stuff. How is all this going to happen in 90 days? I just feel so relieved right now that I am just watching the course and following those seven steps that you laid out until September. Great. Thank you, Dallas. You're welcome. I have one more assignment I would love to propose. Okay because we didn't really get a chance to get to it today. And you can Mm -hmm. report back in on the Facebook group or bring it to another Hive call. You had a big question, which is how am I gonna have time to do this? So could you take on the assignment of 
identifying the milestones that you need to meet with your team in order for you to have more bandwidth to develop and deliver this course. So just in the same way that we've created, here are the steps for getting to the course launch. What are the corresponding steps with your team and your schedule to support a healthy course, course launch? Yes. Well, now that I know that I'm just setting time to maybe watch a module a day or a module over two days, I will look Mm -hmm. at the average. (laughs) I'm so detailed, but I'm going to look at the average length of a module and then I'm going to block time off on my calendar to watch it. And my team knows when I block time off, no other meetings get booked and I am offline and unavailable to them in those. So it will be an afternoon thing. Okay. Great. So I'd love to just hear back from you in the hive about just confirming that you feel like that infrastructure is in place. Okay. Will do. All right. So what's your biggest takeaway from this conversation as we wrap up today? My biggest takeaway is a plan. Yeah. Now, because I was mixing up all these steps and thinking I had to do them all concurrently, mm-hmm. you just clarified the process for me. I didn't really want to dedicate hours into watching the course module if it wasn't something that I could implement. So you just clarified it without me great not wasting my time but spending time in the wrong order, I think. Yeah. Great. Good. Yeah, it's just the value of the plan. I love it. Yes. I'm excited about this course. This course has been begging to be birthed. So I look forward to September. And I really thank (laughs) you for coming on the show today, Elizabeth. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Dallas. It was the biggest light bulb moment that I've had, I think, in a while. Great. That's awesome. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in. A course is definitely in your future and you get there one step at a time. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now, and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.